We went to the parade on Wednesday to have a good time with other Chiefs fans, maybe as many as a million of them in Kansas City, to celebrate the Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. And it ended with Lisa Lopez-Galvin losing her life and 22 others injured, including 11 children. Uh, Lopez-Galvin is a, was a Shawnee mother of two who was there having a good time. She was a local radio DJ on KKFI and DJed weddings, was very well known in the community and generally the best among us. When tragedy unfolded at the end of the celebration at Union Station, it happened right in front of us. We were just up the hill on the west side of the stage from where it happened. That being said, we didn't really know what was going on. We saw some people scurrying. We did not hear the gunshots. We did not see the two men tackle one of the suspects. And we worked our way down the hill as we were leaving when it all occurred. We were, we were like one of the first to go. Like the, We knew the program was over. Let's go. And that's when it happened. As we got down to the street from off the hill, we saw people running, scurrying to the east. And that's when I, st- I grabbed Jessica's arm, and I stopped, and, and we had heard. I mean, this, this is unbelievable. The friends we went with, he has a very good friend who is high-level law enforcement. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say what unit. But immediately when this happened, he got a phone call from his friend. Are you okay? And my friend told his friend, yes, we're fine. He said, nine people are down, which we couldn't really see exactly where that was. We saw some scurrying. It needs to be pointed out at the very beginning of this podcast that our thoughts really are with the victims and the people who were traumatized right by where it happened, because I'm sure there's a lot of people that thought that could have been me. I could be injured. We prayed hard last night for the 11 kids at Children's Mercy, and amazingly, these 11 kids are all expected to fully recover. And those that were injured, we have very few answers as to what exactly occurred. Initial indications is a couple of people might have gotten into some sort of a street fight, an altercation, whether it was gang-related or two dudes that don't like each other, whatever. But we've now learned that the two heroes that tackled one of the alleged shooters and suspects, Paul Contreras from here in Kansas City, and Trey Filter from Wichita, whose wife, Casey, his wife, wound up grabbing the gun of the suspect they tackled. And it appears to be some sort of an AR-type weapon. I'm not a, a gun person. I don't know. But it's not a handgun. It's a, it's a doozy, all right? Why he was running with that and not shooting, I have no idea. Maybe there are people in our community, maybe it's gang-related, who just have those weapons in their backpack and walk around with them. My first reaction to this thing was, if somebody wanted to shoot people, like we always hear the term mass shooting, if there was a gunman that just wanted to slay people, there would be a lot more than one person dead and 22 injured. Okay, that's a given. If your goal was to just mow people down, this would have been horrific. Because there were places, we, we had first walked actually closer, almost exactly where it happened, and it was too crowded for us. And we said, no, I, I said, I got claustrophobia in here. We're just, we're not even moving. Like, there's people, like, no, I'm out. And my friends were like, what? I'm like, this is too much. I was carrying a backpack. We had some sodas and waters and a couple of beers in it and, you know, the whole deal. We'd walked miles at this point. And I was carrying this thing. I'm like, I can't, I, I can't. This is too crowded. So we walked around the edge to exactly where it occurred. This is an hour before it occurred and decided to go up the hill. 
And you can't imagine how easy it would have been if your goal was to really hurt and kill people. Now, we just live in a sick society, folks. I don't know what to tell you. What happened for our experience was not traumatic for us. We were never, I was never scared for my life. I never thought, "Uh uh-oh, there were not gunshots near me. We didn't hear it. We knew immediately there was gunshots. The word got around the crowd very quickly. We saw the authorities moving. On our way in, walking in, I saw, oh, I don't know, 12 black SUVs. And as I looked to see who was sitting inside, they were all FBI. Like There was FBI, Sheriff's Department, police everywhere. 800 law enforcement officials were there. There was plenty of security. This was a quick takedown. They apprehended three people. And the most amazing part of all of this, God bless these men and women in law enforcement, the most amazing part, I've always heard law and order, right? Well, you expect the law part. They have guns. They're going to get the bad guys. The order of what happened was unbelievable. We were listening to the radio on the way out, and people were calling in saying it was chaos, and they were running. No, nobody got trampled. No, nobody except right at the scene where, where it first happened. Some people fell as they ran. That's it. The crowd, there was not a million people at Union Station. There may have been a million people downtown throughout the day, but there weren't that many there. I I don't know how many there were, but it was hundreds of thousands of people. Nobody really panicked, ran. The authorities going through were all on these uh, golf carts and cars, and they they didn't have their sirens going off. They didn't scare people. They were literally going through the crowd saying, excuse me, excuse me. Hey, we're all good here. Step back, please. Step back. They were not panicked. They were not hurried. They did not incite any sort of panic into any people that were there. It was remarkable. The crowd control was simply amazing. The most amazing part of this story, I cannot, I cannot articulate this strongly enough. The most amazing part of this story is nobody panicked and got trampled. It was really crowded, and there's not enough ways in and out of there. We were on Grand and had to walk all the way to the west to come up Broadway, I guess it was. Broadway is the bridge that goes across right by I-35. There's a lot of walking because Grand was closed. You can't walk up Grand and get to Union Station. We had to all walk around. The way they were funneling people in and out of there was tight. But it, it over time, people got there, and over time, people got out. And it's the old adage, you know, you put 1,000 people in one place, and 999 of them are good people, and one person's an absolute loser, and that's what this was. But this is not a gun control issue. We're going to learn. I, I'm, I, I feel certain we're going to find people with rap sheets and illegal guns. That's not going to get reported much. That's going to get dropped. With Joe Biden, first thing he said was, we need gun control. The Republicans are in the way of gun control. This is insane. We have a cultural problem in this country. I want to share with you my personal experience of the day. And maybe you were there or maybe you've been one of these things before. And I want to preface this by saying, I do not view myself as better or worse than anyone. I don't see myself that way, and I don't see the world that way. I like to open doors for people. I like to be courteous. I like to look them in the eye, shake their hand, thank them, treat everyone as an equal, no matter what. No matter what they look like, where they're from, what their age is, anything. I was on edge all day. All day. We were at 19th and Grand is where we watched the parade. And it was fun, but it wasn't right. Culturally, it simply was not right. Our country is off base. This is not 
one in a thousand. This is 10, 20% of the people there. It was, to be honest, scary. You had all kinds of people jammed into a small area, and we saw it all. We saw drugs. We saw deals. We saw urinating in public. We saw dozens of vendors selling profane T-shirts that said Patrick effing Mahomes, and they were the most popular things. There's F-bombs on shirts everywhere. There's language. There's rude behavior. They will, I almost got ran over by a bicycle at one point. The, the kid on the bike was maybe, I don't know, somewhere between 16 and 20 years old, just zooming through crowds and did not care if he crashed his bike or ran somebody over or whatever. No deference to anyone. No, nothing. The behavior was bad. And it's just accepted as part of our culture that we have this degradation of our society. We just accept bad behavior. And until we can recognize that we have a problem with enforcing people to follow laws, we don't have a chance. And this was probably the wrong situation to enforce all that stuff. Are you really going to ticket everybody that takes a leak by a dumpster? Do you care if dudes are you know, smoking pot in public? I mean, they're climbing trees, they're climbing poles, they're doing all kinds of different stuff. Are you going to arrest dudes that are selling profane shirts? You can't do any of this stuff. You can't. You don't want to create chaos. I, I, I get that. But what was in play for us, and my takeaway from this, we're never going again. We're, if, we're just not. It was my first parade or first event like this not working. I've been to many of these things working. Working is different. You're behind security. You're in a box. You're somewhere good. You're not down amongst everyone. And it was not particularly comfortable for me. Again, the parade was fun, but even at the site of the parade, here's when, when we talk about the decay of our society, the people we were with were kind enough. Our, we have a friend who had spent the night at the residence inn down there. And they got up, their group got up with chairs at 5.30 in the morning and went to the parade route at 19th and Grand right there and set their chairs there and took their coolers and their breakfast and the whole deal and sat there until the parade came through at 11.25. They were literally there six hours before they saw anything. And they said, hey, we've got some spots here reserved. Come meet us. We got there. I got done way early yesterday. And we got there two hours before the thing started. We were there about 9.30. The parade came by us at 11.25. So we literally stood there. For two hours. When we did, it was about eight people deep, and I was four deep. Me and Jessica were four deep with our the couple that we went with. Our friends that we knew that saved the spots had their kids on the rail up front, which really is what the thing should be about, right? The kids are up front, and there's all kids up front on the rail where we were, aged seven to 20, probably, a bunch of them, boys and girls. They're having the time of their life. They never walked away. They never had to go to the bathroom. They just couldn't wait to see their heroes. This was the best part. Drew Tranquil came over at one point, was so good with these kids, took selfies. He's such a fine man and a fine person. All this is going on. It was just great, right? But just before it starts, at like 1055, because everybody thinks the parade's going to come at 11. Well, we were 25 minutes in before it came. A man with a 12-year-old girl pushes his way through a crowd that's now 40 deep. I mean, it was massive. There was no way for us to get out until the parade was over. We were, I was in deep. There was no way out where we were going. We were right by that Sinclair station there. A dude pushes his way with his 12-year-old daughter 
up to just behind us and is in a shouting match with a mom, five people up on the rail where all the kids are, says, my kid wants to come up and watch with these kids. And she says, sir, we got here at 5.30 this morning. There's no more room up here. Sorry. And he screams at her. She's a 12-year-old girl. Let her in. Let her be up there with the other kids. And the woman's like, you had to come here earlier for your 12-year-old daughter to get to do this. And as terrible as that seemed, it was the right response. You cannot push your way up in front of 40 people because you have a 12-year-old girl and say, my girl deserves to be up on the front. It's everyone was completely disrespectful. Not everyone. Everywhere, there were people that were completely disrespectful at this event. And my head was on a swivel all day. I won't say I was scared, but I'm alert when I'm on the plaza, Westport, Kansas City, Missouri, anywhere like this. I'm alert. I'm keeping my eyes open. And I'll be damned if at the end of this thing, we don't see people scurrying. It was not mass panic. The people running east from where the event happened were scurrying. That's the best way to describe it. There was no trampling. We, again, we didn't hear the gunshots. We knew something was going on. We immediately knew nine people were down. And we wound up, after we stopped and waited for probably three or four minutes. And after that, we walked our way right by where it all happened and out to the west. That's the direction we went. It was a crazy day. The ridiculous takeaway is we didn't think much of it. When it happened, we're like, okay, that sounds about right. We were pretty sure right away that this was not a terrorist thing, that this wasn't just like somebody just trying to drop people. We were pretty sure of that. I don't know why we were pretty sure of that, although my friend got a phone call very quickly, nine or down whatever. And there did not seem to be any imminent danger. So it got wrapped up pretty good. Some people are saying life-changing experience. I'm horrified. If you were right by the shots, I'm sure that's the case. We were not right by the shots. It doesn't change much for me other than I'm not going to go again. I think it ended the parades in Kansas City. I don't think we'll see this ever again. I'm looking at a video right now. It's on the news. It It was right in front of us. We were right by that tree on the west side of the lawn. I mean, this thing happened right down in front of us. Um, and it's just a shame that this is who and what we are. That's my takeaway. I believe we're going to see rap sheets a mile long with these dudes. I think we're going to find out these guns were illegal and some sort of a gun control argument is going to be stupid. I find it really hard to believe that this was going to be a terrorism mass shooting, although I've seen the gun of the one dude and it looked like that's the kind of gun if you want to mow a bunch of people down, that's the one you'd use. But apparently it either didn't get used or he busted it out against somebody he didn't like and ran. I don't know. We're going we're gonna to find out. The alleged shooter that was tackled ran into the crowd. That was a big mistake. I mean, these you know criminals are dumb. He panicked and ran when other people weren't running. <laughs> Pretty easy to pick him out. Paul Contreras from here and Trey Filter from Wichita grabbed this dude. They're heroes. There's no doubt they're heroes. I don't know. It did not appear to me that he was headed for the crowd with his gun out and was going to shoot more people. That did not seem to be the case. It looked to me like it was in the backpack. They tackled him to the ground. Uh, Trey Filter's wife, Casey, took the gun away and put it up against a wall, which was very dangerous on her part. You pick the gun up, the cops could shoot you. 
And, and even if it was not, I mean, very dangerous to pick that gun up. She did it. She did the right thing. But my God, holding a gun, not a great idea at that point. Andy Reid at one point assisted a fan and tried to calm him, told him to breathe. A guy tells a story that Andy Reid somewhere was in the background headed toward the buses where they were going and was like, take it easy, breathe, man, breathe, man. It's going to be okay. So there were people that, that seriously got separated in panic, but I just, I can't believe this is what our society looks like. There's, there's simply no deference to the elderly or to children. None, none. If you had kids down there, you had a long, long day. You had a long day because Kansas City is a great place to live and most of the people there are good. But if 10% of the people were real jerks, would run you over, rude, loud, drunk, obnoxious, whatever, if the 10%, if there was a million people down there, that's 100,000 people that were real a-holes at this thing. And they were everywhere, folks. I'm not exaggerating. There were a-holes everywhere in this crowd. Everywhere. You couldn't get away from them. Last year in Denver, they had a shooting at their NBA championship celebration. There was gunfire at the Rangers parade after the World Series. I, I feel like parades are over. That this is it. This can't happen again. That if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl again, and to be honest, I would go to a rally and a celebration at Arrowhead. I think it's a great place. Put 75,000 people in there. You've got a great sound system, perfect jumbotrons. Everybody can see it. There isn't much to be gained by being on that lawn at Union Station. I'm going to tell you right now. The sound was horrible. The video screens were cheap. You couldn't see anything. It, it, it's not a great experience other than you're there. Before this occurred, our story was, can you believe how drunk Travis Kelsey is? Like we've never... We were all commenting, we've seen drunk people before. I'm not sure I've ever seen anybody as drunk as Travis Kelsey was. That was the story. And then all of a sudden, this thing happened. It's a sad, honestly, it's a sad commentary on our society. This is a breakdown of our society. We're watching all this gun violence rise. There's a lot of reasons for it. Most of it is systemic, but, but the, the genesis of all of this is the home. It's the nuclear family. It's the breakdown of Christianity and religion, and faith, and grace, and honor, and dignity. We had a mom in this city this past week, supposedly accidentally, accidentally put her baby in an oven, and the baby died, a one-month-old baby. If that is not a breakdown of our society, if indeed it was an accident, was she on drugs? she mentally ill? What's going on? We don't have mental facilities anymore. We basically close those down. We want crazy people to be out amongst us on the street because we have to have equality and everybody has to have a chance. We release crazy people all the time and they do crazier things. We let criminals go. There is graffiti everywhere. On our walk, there was anti-cop graffiti everywhere. I lost track of how much graffiti I saw that was anti-cops on a parade route. Anti-cops. Who's teaching people this stuff? I watched law enforcement execute their positions flawlessly yesterday. Running toward fire. 
amazed, the very best among us. And we have such a degradation of this society that we're raising kids in the inner city to hate cops. We want to defund police. We want to blame gun manufacturers and gun laws for our problems. It's insanity. We can't keep teaching kids the things that liberals teach the kids. You cannot do it. You cannot keep law and order and safety and security and have any morality or any civilization. We're on the leading edge of this, if you didn't know. We're becoming quickly a third world country with lawlessness. We will not keep people in jail. What are we going to do if these two dudes were fighting each other? Okay? They're going to find one person that fired the shot and killed Lisa Lopez Galvin. And and I'll bet you the conviction there is going to be manslaughter because the intent was probably not to kill her. And it's going to be what, a 10-year sentence or something? And this mother of two from Shawnee who went to celebrate her team as a super fan is dead. And what's somebody going to get, 10 years? I don't know. I don't know the jurisdiction. Maybe the county is stronger than that. Maybe the FBI gets involved. Maybe it becomes federal. I don't know. I don't know how the law is going to work here, but I know Kansas City, Missouri, and Jackson County aren't going to be that hard on them. And they know this. You can feel it. I could feel it all day yesterday that we can do whatever we want. Nobody's going to care. There was a tolerance at this event that I've never seen in my life. And I, again, I understand why. It's a massive crowd. You have just under 1,000 law enforcement. You can't pop everybody for everything. You can't. I get that. Or you're going to have people riot on you and the crowd will turn and all those things. There was, there, 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 I won't say there was too much tolerance at the parade itself, but there is too much tolerance in our society. That's a fact. That's a fact. And it was so on display. I texted somebody after the event yesterday that works for the Royals. I said, and I mean this, it's a person I like. I don't know that they like me that much, but I like this person a lot and respect this person. And I texted him and I said, you know, I really, really want you to do well with this organization. It might be a good time to bring up with the owner. Are you sure you want to build a ballpark downtown? Like people in this city don't know how many bullets have been shot at T-Mobile Center. It is a drive-by thing. You've seen these street things where in the middle of the night, they, they have these street rallies with these cars and stuff and fire guns in the air and whatnot. They don't want it on the news. They don't want to publicize it because they think people will do more. They don't want you to know that T-Mobile Center gets shot all the time. All the time. It's a thing in Kansas City, Missouri. 3.30 in the morning, let's go. Cover up the license plate, drive through, pop, pop, pop. Fire a couple shots at it. I'm not talking about in crowds or trying to hurt people. It, it just looks like glass. Let's go shoot the glass out of the thing. And what do we do with those people? Do we catch them? Do we lock them up? Or do we just allow it? Do you really want to build a ballpark there? The Atlanta Braves moved to the suburbs. The Arizona Diamondbacks want to move out of downtown Phoenix and go into Scottsdale on Native American land near the suburbs. Do we, do, do we really want a downtown? Are you going to go down? I, I, I got a wife right now. She didn't freak out. She's not panicked. Her life, she's not, our life changed in one way. She's like, I'm done with crowds. I'm done. She's, I'm done with crowds. I said, I get it. She, nobody wanted to go to this parade more than Jessica. She's like, yep, that's it. I'm not going anymore. That's stupid. 
And part of it was before that happened, the experience of the parade isn't that great, to be honest, because people are a-holes. And there's just so much bad stuff going on. And crowds kind of suck. And being fourth against a fence, 40 deep, was not the best feeling in the world. You feel a little trapped. It just isn't that, it isn't that great. It's, it's totally different than a sporting event. Sporting event, you have your seat. There are rows. There are aisles. Of course, there's a-holes at games, but it's an orderly. There's, there was no order to it. There was nothing. I, and I can't even tell you it's a sad day for Kansas City. As I mentioned, the Nuggets had this. The Texas Rangers had this. NBA, Major League Baseball, NFL, it's almost expected. You get this many people together, criminals are among us. They got guns. They're probably high and they're probably drinking. What an absolute shame. I can't even imagine when I was a kid something like this happening. I, I, I just can't even imagine it. I can't imagine where we are. There's really only two places now. If the Chiefs win the Super Bowl next year to have any kind of a rally, the best place is Arrowhead. Second best place is probably Kansas Speedway, but I don't think they're equipped really with all the metal detectors like Arrowhead is. I, it, I mean, just an unbelievable shame. I know this is a different kind of podcast. You're probably thinking I'm rambling at this point. I'm just so disgusted. I'm, again, I'm not, I'm not in shock. I'm not traumatized for life. I never felt scared. I'm just really sad what leaders in our society are doing to our society. And they are the number two cause. The first is the breakdown of the American family. But the people that are in charge want to break down the American family. Think about everything they stand for. They're anti-Christian. They don't like religion. They want sex changes for minors. They love abortion. They teach you that you're oppressed and the whole world is against you and you have no chance. The government's your only way out. It's just, you can't keep messaging 330 million people this way and you can't keep teaching it to young people without your society crumbling. And now it's Kansas City where we're ahead of the game. We're not Chicago, San Francisco, New York. We're not. We have problems, but not on their scale. We have them at a lesser scale, but they're the same problems. This is a reflection of Quentin Lucas's Kansas City. You can't have record murder rates two years in a row when murders are in some places down around the country. You cannot have record crime in Kansas City, Missouri on Mayor Lucas's watch and not say, what's he doing wrong? How do we fix this? To me, it's law and order. You start by throwing the book at everyone. And if you get a reputation for being tough, crime goes down. We know this to be true. Rudy Giuliani did this decades ago in New York when they had record crime. Here came a Republican mayor, ran on cracking down on crime, and he wins, and he did it. And he, re- he made New York one of the safest places. And now where is New York? Now what is it? 
were any of these people illegals? We'll find out. Certainly didn't look like any kind of jihad, terrorism or anything like that. Will Will the story of these three people that are in custody even come out? They're not, the, the, they're not, they're going to want to repress this. They're not going to want you to know the guns were illegal. They're not going to let you know, want you to know that there's rap sheets on these people. They're going to just want to push this as we need gun control. Republicans are evil. We need new laws. That's what they're going to do. They're going to do it locally. The liberals in this, both states, Kansas and Missouri, are going to push it. Joe Biden's going to be on it. Already has. Joe Biden already spoke. It's a gun problem. We need gun control without knowing any of the facts or anything that happened. And listen, we hear politicians say this all the time. When events happen in another city, I was at this one. So when I hear him say that, he sounds like a complete a-hole. It, it doesn't ring true with anybody that was there. No, that doesn't work. Your little platitudes and sayings as a politician got nothing to do with this. All right, this was the real world. We were all there and we saw it. I was so hopeful today that this podcast would be about me sharing our fun experiences because we did have some fun. I booed the governor of Kansas and she looked right at me. That was fun. And people applauded me, by the way. She was in a little float and a lot of people didn't know who she was. And she came by and I'm like, boo, like you're terrible. Go back to Kansas. And everybody around me started laughing and clapping. They realized it was the governor of Kansas, you know, soaking up a little glory, riding in the parade all by herself on a car. I gave it to her good, too. She turned and looked right at me, and I gave her a giant thumbs down. Drew Tranquil was awesome. Chris Jones was great. We never saw, this is how hard it was. I was fourth person deep. We never saw Andy Reid and never saw Travis Kelsey. Never saw him. Never saw him. We only saw Patrick Mahomes walking down the street because everybody was hollering, Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. Then you get up on your toes and you turn sideways and whatever. The worst place to see a parade is at the parade. But it was kind of cool. And people had a good time. And the players were having fun. And the staff was having fun. And it was a beautiful, gorgeous day. You know, that's another thing about crime. Crime goes up when the weather's good. You can't make this up. If it was a 20-degree day yesterday, that wouldn't have happened. If it was cold, it wouldn't have happened. You know it wouldn't have. The crowd would have been smaller. (sighs) What on earth are we doing? A great day turned sad. I, I'm sorry. I, I really, I didn't mean to be a, any kind of a bummer here today. Maybe this afternoon I'll put another podcast up. There's a lot of stuff going on and other topics. I just don't feel like they fit in with this one. Um, I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm really not that embarrassed for my city because this happens everywhere. I just, I can't, I, I, and maybe I'm not resonating at all with you. My whole takeaway from this thing is we just have a, a as America, we have a huge problem. We've degraded our society so much that this is common. We went to, phones weren't really working. It was hard to tweet or whatever. There was a lot of people in one place. We went to a restaurant right by where I parked. We're like, let's let these people all leave. Let's kill an hour right here. We got some chicken fingers and fries. My buddy got some hot pepper bite things. He's like, oh, these are really hot. You try. I'm like, nope, that ain't going to work for me, buddy. And they ate them, man. They were chowing them down. Chicken fingers were great. We killed an hour. We walked in. The news was on. They were all talking about this. So we're gathering information at the restaurant where we went. And that lasted, as more people started coming in, that lasted for about 10 minutes. 
and they flipped it off, flipped the TVs over to sports and put music on. I said, what's up with that? And he go, he's like, uh, yeah, the general manager said, this is bad for business. Uh, meaning, not that the people in there didn't know or anybody that would walk in didn't know. He's like, his, his commentary was, we can't reinforce how dangerous it is down here where we do business. We don't want all of these visitors to our area to know how dangerous this is. I, I can't even imagine living there. Can't imagine living there. And I, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm all for a downtown ballpark. Go for it, Royals. And I'll go. Games are different. It's going to happen. We're going to have crime around that thing, man. It's going to happen. It's going to be bad. There's going to be things happen around ball games, unspeakable things. It's coming. It's, it, it's Kansas City, Missouri is dangerous as hell. It just is. It is. It's sad to say, but it is no place to be. You couldn't pay me to live there. And it would take a hell of a job to get me to work down there. There it is. Uh, no commercials, no ads on today's podcast. If you want to support our sponsors, we ask you to go to the KKList.com. That's the KKList.com. They're all listed right there. They're awesome people. We appreciate them. I can't do it. I can't, I'm not going to see your new ads on this podcast. We'll, we'll be back with more as we learn more on this story. And I appreciate you hitting the play button at Kevin Keatsman has issues.